Welcome to the Fit and Fulfilled Podcast. My name is Kushbu and I am your host. I am a nutritionist, life coach, and founder of the wellness consulting business, K-Way. On this podcast, we chat all things physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health to ensure you thrive from the inside out in order to create a more joyous and fulfilling life. Grab a cup of coffee, bottle of kombucha, or a glass of wine, and let's chat. Welcome back to the Fit and Fulfill podcast. OMG, guys, this is a milestone episode. We are already 10 episodes in, and I have loved every second of it. I feel like these last 10 weeks have flown by, and we are just warming up and getting started. And I feel like I still have so much I want to share with you. And over time, I actually want to bring in some guests as a way to broaden our perspectives and keep challenging us and allow us to keep learning. And I say it all the time, but I'm always open to new suggestions for topics. Or if there's something in particular you want to learn about or discuss, let me know. Send them my way. You can DM me or email me. It's in the show notes. And in the meanwhile, let's dive into today's episode. A couple of weeks ago, I was doing a live on Instagram that was based primarily around the premise of happiness and manifestation. And we started discussing happiness and can we actually manifest it? And here's the thing is that behind every desire that we are trying to create for ourselves to bring in, to manifest is our quest for joy. And while we often look at the bigger stuff in life as a source for that joy. So for example, think travel, having a baby, getting a new job, buying a new home, Only allowing ourselves to feel that joy when the big stuff happens is an incredibly huge disservice to us. We look at joy as this abstract concept that's challenging to achieve, whereas there are constant opportunities to access it daily. In fact, cultivating joy and fulfillment should be our number one priority every single day, regardless of our external circumstances. And regardless of what is going on around us, we need to actively seek out ways to tap into that emotion. Part of that involves infusing joy into every moment of every day. So think sleeping on a nicer bedding, reconnecting to a friend you haven't spoken to in a while, slowing down and allowing yourself to eat in peace rather than in the midst of doing various other tasks or savoring your cup of coffee in the morning, wearing clothes that make you feel more confident. There are infinite ways to lift our mood up and raise our spirits daily. But the thing is, we have to ask ourselves, are we being proactive in doing so? And along with adding more joy to our seemingly ordinary moments, another way we can access that feeling of joy and exhilaration is by actively engaging in more of whatever allows us to grow and develop as individuals. I constantly talk about growth and personal development on this podcast because it's so imperative that we shift gears from thinking of growth and personal development as just a nice idea and instead something we strive for daily. Our highest source of fulfillment comes when we are tapping into our potential and when we aren't doing so, it creates a void within us. We start to feel resentful for our circumstances because deep down, we know we are capable and deserving of so much more. We feel frustrated towards ourselves and as a way to seek temporary relief, we try to fill that void with substance abuse. 
what do we do? We turn to alcohol, drugs, or binge eating as a way to get that quick fix and raise our spirits, which as we all know, it's short-lived. It's only a matter of time till that high comes crashing down and turns into a feeling of guilt and frustration. And if we aren't conscious about it, we end up in this toxic cycle of frustration, substance abuse, more frustration, more substance abuse, and repeat. Each time, it eats away at our level of self-worth, self-confidence, and overall quality of life. I share this because so many of us face issues like over-reliance on, say, alcohol, emotional eating, and just other sources outside of us for joy. And I'm all for that glass of wine, enjoying a piece of cake, and traveling regularly. These can be a great addition to our lives to an extent. But it starts to be an issue when we become overly reliant on external substances, experiences, or feelings to tap into that joy. Even if we are in lockdown for another year, I mean, I hope we're not, but even still, even if we are, we need to be able to still feel joy rather than while our time away by counting down till this pandemic is over. I can't stress this enough because so often we buy into the stories saying, like, For example, I can never lose weight or I just can't stick to my diet because I'm addicted to sugar. And here's the thing. You can either nurture this narrative or address it by tackling it at the root level. Merely ask yourself, what do I really need right now? Where am I not feeling fulfilled or satisfied? Sometimes we can chalk that urge to say eat or drink as a craving, but more often than not, there's something much deeper at play. And this is why this level of self-awareness and going inwards is so critical because we can start to identify what we truly want. And I've touched upon it in the past, but our minds and bodies are so intricately linked. Whatever emotions we are experiencing manifest in our body in the form of physical symptoms. Because joy is one of the highest emotions we can feel as humans, every time we are in a state of joy, we flood our body with healing energy, which is more important than ever right now, especially if we want our immune systems to thrive. On the flip side, lack of fulfillment and frustration are a couple of the most toxic and negative emotions we can experience. And it continues to build within us that toxic negative energy ends up manifesting into ill symptoms. By denying ourselves with that opportunity to grow, develop, and ultimately make fulfillment and joy our dominant emotion, we end up opening ourselves up to disease and illness. And notice I said to make joy our dominant emotion, not our only emotion. As humans, we are meant to experience a spectrum of emotions, including the uncomfortable ones. But what happens is that we tend to shy away from any form of discomfort But in order to truly transmute them, we need to lean into the discomfort and express those uncomfortable emotions. I'm currently reading a book, The Choice by Dr. Edith Egger. And there was this one line which really stood out to me. And it was basically saying, when we aren't aren't allowing ourselves the opportunity for expression, so expression of our emotions, we end up in depression. And as we process and manage our emotions, we open ourselves up to healing and elevating how we feel. And so when it comes to making joy our dominant emotion, it's really about examining how we are spending our time. Are we being intentional about our actions or mindlessly going through the motions and hoping for something to change? Essentially, the quality of our habits determine the quality of our life. And it truly boils down to our daily actions, what we are doing daily, and how are we spending our free time? 
ultimately that means examining our hobbies and asking ourselves, is this particular activity moving me forward or holding me back? So for example, if watching TV is a hobby of yours, that's fine to an extent. We all need to regularly switch off to allow our brains and bodies to rest. But if that's the only way you tend to spend your free time, then it's really time to reevaluate and ask yourself, how can I start being more intentional about my choices? I have X amount of free time in the day. How else can I fill that time in a way that allows me to grow and expand? I remember a few years ago, I was filling out a survey and reached the dreaded, what are your hobbies question? And I'm not going to lie, I was stumped. Other than working out, I couldn't think of any other hobby that I fell back on. And of course, exercise is an incredible hobby to foster, but it can only take us so far. By limiting ourselves to one kind of hobby, we stay one-dimensional, which is incredibly limiting and keeps us stuck in a certain way of being, which is likely not our most optimal state of being. On the flip side, by engaging in a variety of hobbies that allow us to grow, we naturally become a more well-rounded and expansive version of ourselves. As a result, our life starts to expand in direct proportion. You You inevitably bring more to the table. And because our external reality mirrors our internal state, you start to receive more. We attract a higher caliber of people in our lives. New opportunities flow our way. Our bank account grows. I'm not even kidding. Yes, your bank account will grow as you expand internally. Revolutionary ideas pour through us. And life just starts to open up in the most unfathomable ways. So let's get to the gist of it all. What kinds of hobbies allow us to get to this level? I mean, it sounds pretty sweet, right? Well, while there are infinite kinds of hobbies we can adopt, I truly believe that there are four kinds of hobbies we all need to cultivate in order to leverage our time, grow as individuals, become well-rounded, and manifest all kinds of abundance, and most importantly, cultivate an indestructible foundation of joy in our lives. So let's get down to it. What are these four kinds of hobbies? So the first kind of hobby we need is one that targets our mind. Since our minds are the starting point of everything in our life, we need to constantly nurture and optimize it. In addition to allowing for a clear way of thinking and focus, we need to pay attention to the internal narrative that is constantly at play to ensure it aligns with what we want for ourselves. We need to make sure one of our hobbies stimulates us, challenges our current way of thinking, and expands our perspective and the way we view the world. A few examples could include traveling, reading, listening to a podcast like this, shameless plug, but hey-ho, journaling, attending webinars on a topic you're interested in, playing chess, or even learning a new language. Secondly, we need a hobby that keeps us in shape. And I'm not talking about this from a vanity perspective, but more in terms of nurturing the vessel that carries us through life. There's no point building an extraordinary life if you're too sick or tired to fully enjoy it. And so this could mean playing a particular sport, practicing yoga, dancing, trekking, swimming, scuba diving, weightlifting, running, walking, whatever gets your body moving on a regular basis as it was designed to, and more importantly, that you can be consistent with. Thirdly, we need a hobby that allows us to explore our creative side. In doing so, we allow ourselves to get into a flow state, or in layman terms, in the zone. In this state, we switch off from this world, 
around us and get totally immersed in the activity at hand, which is all kinds of therapeutic. I remember I used to hold this onto this limiting narrative that I'm just not a creative person, merely because drawing and painting aren't my forte. And over the years, I've realized that there are countless ways to get into that flow state and tap into our creativity. And in actuality, I'm way more creative than I gave myself credit for. And so when it comes to choosing a hobby that allows you to explore your creative side, that could mean through cooking, photography, poetry, storytelling, sewing, scrapbooking, web design, um, what else, dance, or even playing an instrument. And finally, we need a hobby that allows us to strengthen our spiritual foundation, reminds us that we are part of something so much greater than ourselves and helps us stay connected to one another. This could involve meditation, some kind of community service, joining a book club, regularly attending a group fitness class, even just going for a walk regularly with a friend, volunteering or mentoring. And when all four of these kinds of hobbies, so a hobby that exercises your mind, moves your body, helps you strengthen your spiritual foundation and explore your creative side, when all four are present, we naturally strengthen a strong mind. (laughs) Wow. We naturally strengthen our mind and body and soul connection and foster a sense of alignment within us. When we are in alignment, we are magnets. If you've ever been in alignment, which you are multiple times in the day, but then something pushes you out of it. But when we are in alignment, life force pours through us. We wake up excited for the day ahead and what it holds. And the impossible starts to truly become possible. Life unfolds in the most magical of ways and you truly feel like you're living life on a perpetual high. And unlike that scoop of ice cream or the glass of wine that might bring you that high, this high that comes from that internal alignment not only sticks around, but but it also multiplies with time. Thank you so much for listening to the Fit and Fulfill podcast. If you have an extra minute, I'd so appreciate if you could head over to iTunes and leave this podcast a five-star review. In doing so, it helps other people receive this message so they can also go to the next level in their wellness journey. I'd love to connect with you. So please let me know what your biggest takeaways are in this episode and tag me on Instagram at kushku.kway in your social media post or DM me to help me serve you better and create more content that you can resonate with. I'll see you next week, but in the meanwhile, I'm sending you so much love and goodbye.